We come here tonight to sacrifice the body of... What's your name again, Tiffany? My name is Jennifer. Super. We come here tonight to sacrifice the body of Jennifer from Devil's Kettle. Please, please. Please, please don't do this. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review Podcast. I am Loki Jesse, and with me we have the Divine Harmony herself, Miss Quinn Jackie. Thank you. I also go by Jacqueline and Monroe. Jacqueline <laughs> and Monroe. Yes. Welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me back on. I had so much fun the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of laughs and <laughs> screams. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, like, you know, since we've been here. Like, oh, it gets so busy, you know, to you know, to have re- recurring people back. But I'm so glad you have we we have we found time to come back and it's prom season. And this is episode two of the theme of the month. And we're continuing it with Jennifer's body. Ooh, <laughs> Megan Fox. Hey. Amanda Seyfried. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Those are the main characters. <laughs> Literally the main characters. I don't know any of the dudes' names and stuff. Right, but they're not really focused in the movie anyways. No, <laughs> no, no. This is, um, this is, um, it's a... It's a oh god, because okay. So when this movie first came out, I didn't really want to see it, so I avoided it. But then I eventually did end up seeing it. But you know, it was like whatever. But you know, <laughs> after a while, it just it wasn't like House of Wax where I was like, I don't want to see it because of Paris Hilton. No, I just, yeah. I just this was just like eh, I don't want to see it. <laughs> but after a while, I kind of decided, you know what, I do want to see it. So it took me a while to see this film. I definitely did want to see it because of Megan Fox, <laughs> to of be course. honest. <laughs> like, um, she's really pretty, hot. Every woman wants to be her. Every man wants her. So, I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is that both um, in different movies, Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried have both worked opposite Lindsay Lohan. Because oh. um, Megan Fox worked with Lindsay Lohan in Confessions of a... Of a teenager or teenage something, yeah. No, teenage, confessions of a teenage um, drama queen, yeah, drama queen. Yeah. And Amanda Seyfried with um in in uh, Mean Girls with Lindsay. Oh yeah, so, wait, she wasn't, but she was she wasn't Mean. Oh yeah, that's right, she wasn't Mean Girls. No, that wasn't her. Yes, that was Amanda Seyfried. She was. Oh, on, Amanda Seyfried, but yeah. Megan Fox wasn't in that movie. No, Megan Fox was in. Te- oh, with Confe- Lindsay Lohan. Wait, 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 yeah. well, You're gonna with, be confused. I know. <laughs> No, the, Megan Megan was with Lindsay in um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, and uh, Amanda Seyfried was with Lindsay in Mean yeah. Girls. Yeah, so you're saying they both worked with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, but like in different films. In different films, but like, you know, they both have that, like, it's like that instead of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, it's, you know, Six Degrees of Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, but, you know, Lindsay Lohan fell off, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of celebrities do. Yeah, well, she's managed to. Well, let's just say that she she came out. She had the higher ground when it, in between her, Britney Spears, and um, Amanda Bynes. She yeah. kind of 
um, put herself together somewhat. Well, no, she's she's okay. I think she has a podcast too. I think I uh, haven't heard about it, but um, I thought she was doing like modeling and like something like that. I think she's she's engaged. She had like her own clothing line. I think she's engaged to like a Middle Eastern. She looks like she's doing really good though. The one who's like still having issues is um, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Yeah. She came out of that facility and she was better, but I did I did watch the video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's actually on Sloan on YouTube, and he was talking about her and how. She's always constantly fighting with her boyfriend that she's possibly in a domestic violence situation. Oh, damn. Poor girl. Yeah, but who knows what's going on. But yeah, she just got out of her conservatorship, too. And so did Brittany. Yeah. Big win for Brittany. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone... You might not be a huge Brittany fan. You know? no, I, I don't a, take you for I was, one. I was, a, I was a Brittany fan back in the day. Um... <laughs> No, my favorite song of her is Stro- Stronger, you know. I'm stronger oh, that's than so cute. yesterday. <laughs> Ain't not... I forgot. <laughs> so, my favorite song from Britney Spears Lucky. is... No, but that is on, on the top. So... <laughs> um, oops, I did it again. <laughs> uh, I think um, one of our mutual friends, um, I think it was Brie, I think her favorite Britney song was Lucky. I forgot. I think it was. I love the video. It makes me cry. Yeah. Like, oh, that's me when I become famous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be us one day. It's going to be us. Yeah. So today, I guess, like I said, we are talking about Jennifer's body. And and may I say, it sure is a nice one. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, it, it sucks that Machine Gun Kelly is with with her but you know i honestly think that she never left that role though you know <laughs> because she seems to be sucking machine je- machine i almost called a machine jelly <laughs> <laughs> i'm jelly sucking, uh, he's, I, she's sucking machine gun kelly dry have you seen that guy he looks like a vampire like uh, he's uh, I, I just don't like him i, I know there's something he's to- lost all color in his face like he's he, got like pink he, under his i love him he's though. such a douche he looks and like a douche a, i love that douche I, I mean like like how dare he like insult cory taylor from slipknot yeah you know he made some really bad decisions he's still making <laughs> with him and uh, with dissing eminem and cory taylor and i think the only good know, decision like, he made was you know uh proposing to megan fox i think that's the yeah, only good decision he still did. drinking each other's blood <laughs> oh god <laughs> It seems like a very ri- ritualistic type of relationship. Like you she, know, they 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 work together. They it's sell like she, their soul to the devil. She went from from nine hundred two one zero to to machine gun kidding. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like she never left. Yeah, the that's true. She was look honestly. She left a good man <laughs> to be with a a street emo thug. I don't know what he's called anymore. I don't know. But he used to be. I liked his first I, rap songs, you know, Young Thug, and then I liked his how he started changing up his music. And I just want to buy that Funko Pop just to burn it. <laughs> and then even, okay, so even <laughs> even the 
Okay, so I have a huge celebrity crush on him. I've had dreams about him. <laughs> like, ah, like <laughs> we astral project together. I know that he's not Megan's soulmate. He's mine, but she's already stole and sucked his soul out. He's now no longer Machine Gun Kelly. He is a demon. <laughs> but just like Megan Fox is in the <laughs> in the movie, uh, that's why I say she never left that role. <laughs> so. Heavy spoilers coming your way. If you have not seen this film, go check it out. Uh, plot summary. So, Jennifer's Body is about... Well, obviously Jennifer's Body. So, Megan Fox... Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan Fox plays Jennifer along with her best friend. Uh, Anita goes by Nettie, played by Amanda Seyfried. They have best been best friends since, since childhood in the sandbox, as they said. And basically... Uh, whatever Jennifer wants, uh, ne- Needy d- does for Jennifer. So they're gonna go to a Jennifer tells Needy get dressed. We're going out tonight to see a band at the local bar, which she first. She's basically to- Megan Fox's handler. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a terrible handler because at the uh when they go out to see the band, um, the place catches fire and. Uh, Needy and Jennifer end up getting out through the bathroom window. The band mysteriously somehow escapes the fire, but everybody else in the building ends up dying. And uh, Needy is trying to um, get Jennifer to leave while the lead singer, um, Nostradamus? No. It's it's like, it's like some some German like fantasy name, like Natasha, no. Nostra, Nastra, something, some sweetest kind of form of a name to make yeah. himself so important. Convinces starstruck Jennifer to go with him and his band in the van to some place. Um, Needy's trying to dissuade her, but Jennifer goes anyway. Yeah. Then, um, as Needy gets home, she calls her boyfriend Chip about to tell him the situation to happen. She hears something coming in. Somebody knocks on the door. She goes to investigate. It's Jennifer. Jennifer looks is all covered in blood and demonic. She throws up blood. She eats chicken, chicken. off the floor. Yes. And she disappears. And the next day, while Needy is in school, all traumatized, Jennifer disappears like nothing happened. She's all like, what? Like, oh, pretty up, like nonchalant positively glowing and blase with the blood of men yes and then um after that incident jennifer starts killing guys every month to maintain her beauty and nettie starts getting suspicious of her and then it is basically on the third month that jennifer third or second month that jennifer confesses that what had happened to her that night was that those bad members were actually satanists and they were sacrificing her because they thought she was a virgin. But lo and behold, Jennifer's not a virgin. Not even from the back. <laughs> back door. <laughs> and she had to sit on peas for three days <laughs> because of it. <laughs> and then, um, so then, then, uh, so then Jennifer tries to seduce Nanny, but Nanny has none of it. So then Nanny starts plotting to kill jennifer and to protect the school and she starts distancing herself from everybody especially her boyfriend she breaks up with her boy boyfriend during prom prom night 
and Jennifer goes after Nettie's boyfriend, Chip. There is a big fight. Chip ends up dying. Jennifer is still hungry and losing strength. Nettie decides to take the opportunity to kill Jennifer. Uh, she does end up killing her, but during the fight and the struggle, Jennifer bites Nettie, which transfers some of the demon power into Nettie. So, while Nettie is in jail, she kind of like harnesses the demon power, breaks out of jail, and goes after the, the bad The power ma- of meditation, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's the film in a nutshell. So, <laughs> what did you like about this film? Okay, so... I liked the outfits, for one. I know it's such a great thing to say. Um... My favorite part of the movie was when she came out, like, uh, she jumps on the car. Oh. On, on Nettie's car, and she does that, like, really, really scary grudge-looking ass pose. Yes. Yeah, that, that was my favorite part. Like, she looked pretty scary there. Um, when she was feeding off the boys, like, she's just, like, um, seducing them. She's so charming. She's, like, and it's just so funny, though, because they're just, like, they're like, yeah, um, yes, let me just go with you. <laughs> like, yeah. nobody ever questions her just because she's pretty. Like, she has them, like, hypnotized, you know? So they just basically do what they, like, whatever she says. Um, another one of my favorite parts is when she gets the emo boy. It's like, okay, so she didn't even like him to begin with. But just because she knew that Nettie had a crush on, crush on him, she just was like, oh, Really? So you like him? Yeah, I'll go out with him, right? I know. What a <laughs> like, bitch. She, she's like, I can't wait to eat this one just to spite you. Like, Oh, I know. She was very, like, what whatever Nettie had, she would take away. It's like she had everything. She had the popularity. She had friends. She had the look. She had the style. She had all the guys. But she just... She wanted what Nettie had, even though Nettie, because, you know, I think it was because she was so genuine and true to herself and she knew who she was and she didn't have to try extra hard. She just accepted herself for who she was and she had a, like a healthy relationship. Um, I honestly think she was really pretty too. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, I didn't really like kind of like the way she dressed, <laughs> to be honest. I love Megan Fox style, especially like her um her dress for the prom and i did i hated nettie's dress like hated it it was like i I didn't like the poofy sleeve i didn't like the hair i I didn't like the the poofy hair i wouldn't if her hair was straight i wouldn't mind the poofy dress or sleeves but i really like nettie's style and i guess it's because since i like the the, i kind of like that nerdy kind of girl yeah that librarian look she's cute she's She's cute. cute (laughs) <laughs> but I just, I don't know, like, yes, uh, Jennifer, like, was freaking hot and stuff. And, like, the way she talked, she moved with confidence, even before she was possessed. The way, like, she just, like, told Nettie, like, you know, you got breasts, you know, use your power. <laughs> right. And, and she even mentions, you know, how she was going to, like, like to get the liquor for the singer, she was like, oh, I don't know. I'll just flash her my tit and I get the beers. It's like, <laughs> you know, she really owned, owned her sexuality. Yeah, she did. Definitely. And that's... And that's ultimately how she would lure in her nighttime snacks. <laughs> so I wanted to go back into like, okay, that she went after him. She like takes him out into like, okay, he 
did not follow his intuition whatsoever. You could tell once he arrives to the address that he gave, she gave him. Like, at first, he's all excited. He gets yeah. all dressed up, like, out of the ordinary because he's all emo-style t-shirt. Yeah. You know, um, what are they, Jenkos? Is those, those wide jeans? I thought they were, uh, I thought they were cargo pants or something. Yeah, those 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 gothic pants with the chains. Well, he was like wearing a tie all of a sudden and a black shirt and <laughs> button up and everything. He's like dancing all excited. He gets there and he's like, okay, wait. Something is totally off about this. Like, I just he's like, but yet he was like, okay, like, hey, where are you in? He goes inside to investigate anyway, which always, like, tells us, like, hey, follow our <laughs> intuition because you already know that something's going to happen. So he gets in there, starts exploring. She ain't nowhere to be found, right? And then once he gets upstairs, that's when he sees all these candles and it looks all romantic, but it also looks very demonic, you know, if you ask it, me. It, like, and that's one thing about this film that they've hit they hid the way that she would get all demonic until the end. Cause like, you could always just like, see like the, the either the back of her head or like the shadows. You wouldn't right, really and see. Like, or that just like her, where her mouth opened really wide yeah. and she comes in, it's just blood everywhere. Yeah. Like it's not as gory. As, like if it was a little bit gorier, it would have been a little bit better. Like if they would have actually showed like, yeah. you know, how his body ended up looking like lasagna, people might've actually been like, Oh, this is a really, really scary movie. So it doesn't make it that scary, you know? Like, yeah. it's just like very mysterious, more like it. And the storyline to me is really good. But, um, so yeah, like on that part, yeah. And she, like, you could see, like, in the background, like, when she eats him, like, yeah. like her body, like, she does that pop. <laughs> She's like, <"Rarr." laughs> now, do you feel that Jennifer is a victim or a villain? Honestly, I feel like she's a victim because she did not choose to be possessed. Like, yeah. you know, she, okay, so, I mean, I would say she's a villain if she was doing it to, like, for pleasure. I guess it is for pleasure in a way, but, I mean, it's more just for survival because, yeah. like, I mean, she's taken to this van, right, from this, um, she's taken in the van with these guys she doesn't know which is a total red flag and then she's looking around and she sees witchcraft books everywhere like you know they just laughed at a burning building and you're like getting in a car and leaving with these untrustworthy people just because you want to like hook up with the lead singer you want to get lucky but you're still going into a car with a in a van with people that you don't know like that just because they're celebrities i guess that's how that teaches us too about like don't always like um praise celebrities so much right because at the end of the day they'll sacrifice you for the devil for money and fame oh yeah but it's just weird how like 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 what was going because like when she shows up no when when the band is performing their song it's like did they have some enchantment over her because she was like so mesmerized by it that like she didn't even notice like that travis scott concert yeah like she was like so mesmerized that she didn't notice what was going around on around her even when when they got out of the building she was still kind of like zoned out yeah there are certain sounds and vibrations um that that can hypnotize people yeah it's like a brainwash type of thing so uh, that is a possibility they don't really say that in the movie but that's something that that gives you a different perspective and makes you think 
So then they're like, um, she should have known better, though, when she was already in the car. Like, hey, something's wrong. Let me text someone. Let me call someone. Let me know where. Let me, well, I guess they didn't have GPS locations at 2006. I don't know. <laughs> I think they, well, I don't think it was as advanced as it is now. Yeah, so she, so they take her out, right? And they're like, yeah, we're going to sacrifice you or whatever. I mean, they don't exactly say it like that, but they just pull her out and she's all scared. Like, oh, my God, are you going to rape me? Please don't. Like, <laughs> and then um, they're like, you swear she's a virgin? And she's like, yeah, I'm a virgin. So um, they end up tying her up to the ground and doing their... And he's like, okay, so I did like the knife scene where yeah. he started singing and stuff. Like, oh, that threw me off, nice. too. Yeah. And uh, he was like, what does he say? Uh, um, how does the song go? Jennifer, uh, Jenny, I, I got, got your, your number, number eight, six, six seven, seven, five, five <laughs> That is so weird because, like, the whole band. Started whole, stabbing her like crazy. The whole band just, like, joined into it. And I'm just like, what the I'm like, why is everybody singing like that? They're like, yeah, we're going to be... Then Okay, so one of them did try to back out. He was like, nah, like, yeah. I don't think we should be doing this, man. He's like, do you want to be, like, um, the singer from from Maroon 5? Oh. He's like, do you know how hard it is to get our music out there? And, <laughs> you know, it is true. It is true. Cause, like, Without being on a soundtrack. <laughs> it, it, it is true, dude. Like, there is, like, so many bands out there that they're just... They'll do anything to make it big especially kill somebody and it's just like fucked up that like you know this film shows the extremes that they went into and that's the truth like not only in the movie but in reality (laughs) it's really enlightening because it's actually true a lot of people will sell their soul to the devil they'll make sacrifices like that like they sacrificed everybody in that building and then they wanted to sacrifice a virgin on a waning moon. So they are uh, a lot of celebrities do use witchcraft and stuff. Like <laughs> Yes. Especially Tom no Tom Cruise. I was gonna say Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks all of a sudden, hey <laughs> what's he doing in a horror movie? That's that throws me off guard. <laughs> no, but it's just like so crazy. And then run, Forrest, run. It's like technically, like I hate to say it, but like you know, like she was, she was raped twice. You know, one, like you know, like her, she was raped. You know, by getting killed, and then like the demon that possessed her is a form of rape. So it's just, it's just yeah. like so terrible. But but yet yeah, yeah, like, since she wasn't a virgin, she got uh, possessed by the devil and basically became a succubus. What's it called? Is it, is it a succubus? Oh, it's actually not. Sorry. No. The correction. A, by a demon, not, not uh, the devil. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, they don't say what kind of demon or, or, or creature. They just say, like, you know, a demon. And, like, there's, like, so many. Uh, you know, okay. Well, well, she uses seduction to, like, lure her people yeah, in. So, so, so it's yeah, a form it's of succubus. The, yeah, I think she's a succubus. You know, there's this. Um, I also on YouTube, like, there's supposedly. Like this, and it's 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 one of those true crime things that these people, that these two uh kids, not kids, but like you know, like indie bands, that they did kill somebody to be famous. That supposedly it inspired. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it inspired the movie or if it happened before the movie or after. But like, there's stories that came out now for like shit like that has happened. So who knows, right? Yeah. You know what else I was thinking about? How he, like, throws the knife into that, like, circling, oh, like... Oh, yeah. The- right? But yet, at the end of the movie, Nettie goes back to that location, and the knife is still there. 
I know. Or like, maybe- I was just thinking, isn't it like a wormhole drain of, like, water? Why wouldn't it, like, go in? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it did go in. It just said came. <laughs> that sounds so funny saying that. that <laughs> <laughs> but it just sounds so weird. Like, you know, like. Trigger warning at it, rated it, R. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, like supposedly, from the beginning of the film, they said, like, whatever gets thrown in there doesn't come out. Like, it has no bottom. But yet, at the end of the film, it shows that there is a bottom. It's somewhere these people weren't just like weren't smart enough to figure it out where it's coming from that's what i think true but oh god like okay so do you sympathize with um with nettie or jennifer moore nettie nettie I yeah got- because her own best friend well at the end of the day it's like okay because first of all megan didn't really ask to be in that position she's literally possessed for a um by a devil, I'm sorry, by a devil. I keep saying the devil, the devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, okay. the demon. She's okay. possessed by that demon, right? So yeah. it's not really her childhood friend she grew up with, but at the same time, she still sees her as her best friend, and she's like um, attached to her. Like she, they have like some type of like um, soul attraction oh, to where they yes. can't separate from each other. You or know, they like feel each other's so, presence. Yeah, they can. They kind of like that psychic telepathy type of thing. So it's like, I do feel for her because she's not really fully in control of herself. But I also feel more for Nettie because I know what it's like to be backstabbed and betrayed by your own friend. And then to like, okay, so like, she really, really went low when she went for her boyfriend. Like, that was really bad. You should never do that. Like, (laughs) that's pretty cruel that, you know, she went to that extent, you know, to, you know, kill her boyfriend. But it wasn't only that. It was just anybody who was like, she wanted to talk to like that other emo guy i yeah. forget his name but uh, yeah she just went after him for that and she just kind of like it seemed like her demeanor at times was kind of threatening towards her so it's like imagine your friend coming at you like that like everybody has experienced that so it's kind of like um we can all um relate to that toxic yes, friendship. Relate, relate to um realizing um, who the toxic are pe- toxic people are in our lives and why it's so important to release people that are not good for you, right? Yeah. Aside from that, it's like, um, you know, towards the end, she ends up killing her, right? So it's like, not only... So she kills her best friend and then it just... It gets worse because it looks now it looks like she killed everyone. Yeah. That she was the one being <laughs> eating people and that she murdered her best friend in her room. Like it really, really, really went bad on her to keep sticking around to her, even she, though she already saw the red flags and knew that she had that shady behavior, right? So it's like Again, that's another lesson that we can actually learn from this movie is do not hold on for too long to toxic people because it at some point it can get too late to where now you're in trouble and or you're the one that's dead you know yeah like you don't want to be taking the rap for people that obviously don't have your best interest not just that but like it just kind of like like you know when you hold on for so long that like even though you're an innocent person people still see you as the bad guy and they see the other yeah, they person start that- attaching you to, to- another person's 
personality. Like you can, you might not be like that person, evil or whatever, but because you hang out with that per person, yeah. people will just perceive what they want to see, which is, oh, you're hanging out with these people. That must mean that you do the same things that this person does. So if that person's evil, that means you're evil. Yeah, but like, but like in this film, no one's ever gonna like aside from the audience. No one's ever gonna know that Jennifer was that evil because they're just gonna think Jennifer was alcohol is innocent and she was just one of the victims of Nettie. Right, because nobody knew except for Nettie. Nettie was the only one. Nobody actually uncovered the true mystery. But then again, nobody even tried to investigate any of the deaths, which is another thing like, wow, you can really, really get away with murder there. Oh yes. Wasn't this wasn't the city called Hellville or something? No, Devil's Kettle. It was called oh, Devil's Devil, Kettle. It was called Devil's Kettle and Everybody just assumed it was a wild animal. Nobody, because the way that the victims were mangled and stuff. Well, the mom kind of thought like she was on to something yeah. of of the emo guy. She did say that, um, oh, he was some cannibal ate my son. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... now he's six feet under the ground. He's not with the angel. He's not walking. <laughs> yeah, she really put those emo kids to in their place. She put them to shame. Honestly. Oh yeah, because they're all right there. Like I want to be dead. And, and then like, when they so get to lucky. the prom, then they get to the prom. She's like popping all the balloons. These are your two unborn babies. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, oh. horrible. These two miscarriages. That was cruel. That she's was... like, oh my god. When she said, "Shut the fuck up" or something. Yes, man. Or gee, I don't know. Like they had. Some You're weird... so annoying. <laughs> it's just God. Okay, that's one thing. Okay, hold on, bring fart. Well, and my questions here, I'm like, like, who do you think the vi- true villains are in this film? Like, do you think Jennifer is a real villain? Like, like I think like, the main true villains is the band. Yes. <laughs> I think it all goes back to them. All of the killings, everything happened because of them. Like, look, if you're going to do witchcraft, like, make sure you're doing it right, to be honest. Because that's that stuff always backfires on people, and you could curse your whole life. Look at them; they they got their fame only to have it for what two minutes before they got slaughtered by Nettie at the end. Which I kind of like was disappointed that they didn't show her like actually doing any of the slaughtering. They just showed pictures, but I think that's because the movie was already a little bit too long. Yes, and that was like weird because like you know like like like. They were able to like brainwash the crowd or like the the the, ma- the everyone saying like oh like they were helping the victims get like trying to get out when oh, they were yeah. doing jack they shit. were they were laughing while everyone was burning in the building yes they were and then that <laughs> and it was their equipment that caused the fire like yes. oh, okay okay I was gonna bring that up it reminds me of that show Metalocalypse oh yeah I remember <laughs> that no but like it kind of reminded me of Carrie because like you know. Yeah. Uh, how like um she notices that there's a fire that the, the Nettie starts noticing there's like a fire starting and she starts following it and following it. Yeah, it reminded me of Carrie how like she sees a string and she starts following the string like where is it going yeah. to? Yeah, yeah, for the like, bucket part. Yeah, yeah I was like, holy shit, they took that off Carrie. That was like such a cool homage to it. So they're like, oh yeah, let's let's try that idea, but. In a different way. Yes, it's such an different. Honestly, way. think that they literally did set up the end to make a sequel. Yes. And the sad part is that they didn't make the sequel. Like no, they didn't. Like, <laughs> they honestly the... should make a sequel. I, mean... I I was just thinking about that on on the way when I was gonna go um pick you up for the recording. I was thinking that like shit. 
I think now would be a good time to do a sequel to this film, just like like Nettie, like like needy sorry Nate yeah needy, it would hurt now it would be her hunting the, demons right like a, like a demon hunter or something or like i don't know like i'm thinking supernatural like you know like her like yeah, bumping I think into I'm 70. more like needy because i i would be the demon slayer yeah <laughs> i would be the demon slayer definitely oh god yes that's like, so cool so um what did you think about their like uh lesbian their uh, lesbian ish floating fight right before she kills uh megan fox of uh, jennifer i think it was already there and implied like it was a kind of like the um, that that uh girl in the crowd chastity like yeah. she kind of pointed that out and i think there was a level of love between them but i think that the and you know Jen, since uh yeah, jennifer she, went, she hit her hard when she did this is like the ultimate girl betrayal thing aside from the boyfriend like she yeah. ripped her best friend chain off that's when she was like ah i know because it's, it's like she broke the tether with the chain like that's what was keeping her them attached together or yes like, it was just like so i was weird. like damn it's oh like, no she didn't <laughs> there was there was this list um i was looking at at work um when i was supposed to be working but it was downtime and um, it was about like you know like top fifty of the greatest uh, female friendships in film, and Jennifer's body was in that list, and it's so true because they were before she got Ch- childhood friends. Childhood friends, they were like, you know, like really good friends, like you know through thick and thin, and then you know something bad happened. Well, obviously something bad did happen. Yeah, but unfortunately, just- that's what makes it sad is that their friendship got lost. And it wasn't even because that was truly Jennifer's character as a human yeah. being, but that was her character as a possessed demon. Yeah, and it's just like, or you know, like who knows? Like who knows? Maybe Jennifer has always been a demon, just like the demon now she was actually a demon. But it's just like I feel that before Jennifer got possessed, like she did care for Nettie, a you know, a certain amount. She just cared about herself more, and. Again, yeah. we all go back to that whole toxic. But she still had that little bit of love for her, even as a demon. Like, yeah. that connection did not end. Yeah, because, like, when she but first shows up. But then it became at... obsession. That's where it got bad. Yes. Because, like, when she, she couldn't let her go. When she first shows up at the her house, at Nettie's house, she could have killed her, but she didn't. And she could have killed her when, like, you know, she jumped on the car, but she didn't. And it, it was like she was in a way trying to seduce so toxic too yes he was it's like using intimidation like very narcissistic like a narcissistic narcissistic friend and also like yes i will use intimidation tactics um i will obsess over you i will try to control who you talk to yeah um I will use um, manipulation tactics, like I will make you feel that fear. there could we could be but more I, than friends will, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I will, and I'll gaslight you, but I'll also, you know, um, I'll Hoover and I'll love bomb you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It was just like the so- de- maybe it's not, maybe she's not a succubus. Maybe it's just the demon of narcissism that is there <laughs> attached herself to. Is there such a thing as demons of narcissism? I don't even know. I honestly don't know. I thought that was like a personality disorder that was developed over time. Yeah, by people. Yeah, I feel so scrumptious. Goody for you. You know when you kiss a boy for the first time and it feels like your entire body is on vibrate. Yeah, it's that good. Well, that's nice. Um, me 
I'm still a little bit depressed about, you know, the giant smoldering funeral pyre in the middle of town. MoveOn.org, needy, it's over. Life is too short to be moping around about some white trash pig roast. That's sweet, Jen. You know, I tell it like it is. And besides, you know what? You should be happy for me because I'm having the best day since, like, Jesus invented the calendar. Jesus didn't invent the calendar. Whatever. Other line, hold on. I'll blow it off. It'll just be a minute. Ew. I'm crossing you out. Hey. I need to see you right now. And this is something that you and my sister talked about before we started recording about the marketing of this film. Yeah. And it was like so it was mishandled so bad that like Right, this because film, people didn't know really what the movie was about. <laughs> no. And they just focused more on like, you know, literally on, oh, it's Megan Fox, the hot girl from the Transformers. And and this was like this was the time after you know Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen, and when she got fired from the Transformers Three from Michael Bay, so she had that going against yeah, her. Yeah, she got fired from that movie because she was being a drama queen, right? Yeah, well, she, she wanted to be paid more. And she not she loved. You see, that's it, what messed up her career to begin with because she yeah, well, just she got too greedy no, and no, selfish no. To i be- don't think that i think that like what, what, what it's like the comments that she made she said like you know working for michael bay is like working for hitler he was very demanding about certain scenes like you know like go 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 like yeah. you gotta get the shot get the shot so it wasn't more about money it was just more about like the working environment and oh since, yeah the work environment and then since and Steven's, then the legal things that come after making a statement like that and then yeah. like steven spielberg you know since you know he is of jewish descent it's like you know and he was kind of like executive producer of these films so when he heard that he was like fire that bitch and michael bay was like fuck yeah fire that bitch so it was just like that controversy who directed there. this movie oh this one was the this was a female director so the, the writer of this film was... She did also talk later on or express how she felt over-sexualized by the industry. Yes. And they did over-sexualize her, I guess, in this movie. But, um, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of sex scenes. I mean, it was more like she would kill them before she actually got to, like... Yeah. Second base. <laughs> so, uh, this film was uh, directed by Karen uh, Kasuma. I hope, I hope I said that name right. But yeah, Karin uh, Kasuma. And it is a script written by Diablo Cody, who wrote the the screenplay for Juno. So it had so much going for it. You know, it had it had like very like a, f- a strong female cast. It had a, a strong, strong fe- female lead, lead, a strong female, female producer, a oh, writer, sorry. a writer and a director. Yeah. But it's just, you know, they just they don't, um, you know, it's. It's still I feel bad like a, for the guys because they were like kind of like kinda. overshadowed by all the strong independent women. <laughs> yes, but like was, no, but I don't even remember the guy's name. Only Chip, like he's Chip. the only guy that like I have a recollection of <laughs> from the names of all the guys in the movie because they're they're not. It's not really focused on that. It's just mainly focused on Jennifer. Well, yes, but it's just like they totally lost sense because the film. I think. The film was more about this deteriorating friendship, this like toxic right. friendship that just like went wrong. And like, yes, like there's things like in high school where people go like because like, high school is a battlefield, 
This is something that me and uh, Ileana J touched upon in the Carrie episode. Yeah. But it's just like very, it's just like very dark. No, like this is in the high school sense is what I mean. In that high, high school sc- is very dark. <laughs> yeah. It is very dark. Um, it's a place where everybody's finding each other, but it's also a place where a lot of people are, are learning new things and they're not always the best things to be learning as a young adult or mm-hmm. young child. <laughs> well, I was going to play this. Well, I'm going to play this. This is a this is a segment from um uh Eli Roth's Masters of Horror. It's uh, towards and it's 8 minutes it's towards the end where um Megan Fox is talking about the industry and uh, why Jennifer's body is getting a resurgence now because when it came out it didn't you know, people overlooked it because of all the controversy with her and, and you know, or sexualizing, not mismarketing and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, let me play you this. Hopefully, you could hear it. She's a genie, but still, yeah, she but has superpowers. Yeah. You know, Kim Novak and Veldbook and Cattle, these are all cool witches. Yeah. And the major thing you have to do is suppress her power. Don't right. Don't fix, you know, all the problems in the world, whatever else. So right. just shut up and be a housewife. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're the acceptable witch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that story has to stop being told. People, filmmakers need to start telling a different story now where you can have the witch who does have all the powers she doesn't have to be evil and she doesn't have to be punished at the end. Movies are powerful. People don't realize movies really do shift the consciousness of the human collective because people sit there and they're going in to just relax and have an experience. And what they're taking in, it does communicate things to their brains. And then they leave and don't realize that they've accepted a belief system from having watched that movie. And so filmmakers are in a, a very powerful position to really change that narrative now and it can be done and it, it's as simple as making a great movie where you have a female character who is powerful who shouldn't have to be intimidating to men who can be allowed to be who she is let's make that movie i honestly want to see her make that movie <laughs> she actually does have a point there though she does and that's the that was the fallback about I think, and then there's like another uh, five more minutes, so we'll, we'll get to that part. But let's yeah, because movies do create um, a perception for the collective. Yes, and we do leave with a different perspective. And if you see that perspective over and over and over, well, it's gonna grow onto you, and you're gonna start believing 
that too, which is what she men- mentioned about how you're going to leave with that new belief system. Yes. And that's why I think Like brainwashing, basically. Yes, Again. kind of brainwashing. But that's why I feel that... Excuse me. Um, I burped. I'll <laughs> edit that part out. No, that's why I feel that... Um, obviously, like Jennifer's body was totally mismarketed because mm-hmm. they marketed it like, oh, Megan Fox's body. Megan Fox making out with Amanda Seyfried. Like, it gave the implication that we were going to see more skin of Megan Fox than what we usually get. Or just her bending over, showing that ass, like she did yeah. um, in Transformers and stuff. Because it's a male-dominated... It was more vocal, though. Like, yeah. her, her sexual... Like, her sexual scenes or whatever. Yeah. They're not sex scenes, but... Yeah. It was just... It like, was, like, the way that she, she talked. talked. It was more, like, just her charm, like... And... Her personality that, like... And that's, that's what in. people were expecting. And when I came out, well, when I saw this movie again, I didn't, because uh, when I first saw it, I didn't really care. I didn't look for these things. When I saw it again, I'm like, okay, now I get it. It's about, it's about friendship that went toxic and went terribly, terribly wrong. And, you know, you trying to get out of it. And but if you get out of it, you're gonna be look, you're gonna be looked upon as a bad person. I've been. But there. if you stay in there, <laughs> you're, you're, if you stay in there, you're gonna be <laughs> you drag. You're being drugged down with that person. Yes, and I've been like you've been there. I've been there. Like you know, everybody's been there. Yeah, I think everybody's it's had a toxic like, friend before that they'd had to let go. And it's just like like it's like there's it's like. You're damn if you do, damn if you don't. Right, because you still hold on to the like the little bit of guilt. Like, why yeah. did I, like, just the guilt of like, oh, like that, or the the what if I would have stayed that person's friend? It's like no, if you would have stayed that person's friend, you would have never grown from that situation. Like, you would have still been stuck in that same uh, state of mind as you were when you were around that person. Yes, because sometimes we release people and then we change for the better. We grow and you'll go back and look at that person again and you'll see that that person exactly the same doing the exact same toxic things and dragging other people down with them yeah always a lot of chaos and drama around them just there's no peace so whatsoever so i mean that's why you know sometimes i also like to get a little bit introverted myself because yeah. it's just like you know when i'm by myself that's how i know who i truly am yes Exactly. Like, you know, like I used to have, you know, I, and, and you know this, you know me for a number of years, you know, like I, you know, you know, I was just like, you know, so needy. So, so like, you know, I want to be there. I want to be with the crowd. I want to be one of the people. I want, I want, I want these things. I want to stay up late at night. Like a need for acceptance. And then, yeah. A need for acceptance. And then you get there and it's like, this isn't what I want. I don't want this. But At the end like, of the day, you realize, like, why am I even impressing these people? Like, these people aren't, like, yeah. you know, they're not, like, at the at the highest ladder, ladder of success. Yeah. Like, who are these people? Like, at the end of the day, it's just accepting, I guess, who we are and just having self-love for ourselves. Like, yes. and not and learning how to release and um, not be so codependent, learn how to be more independent and not just financially and stuff like that. I mean, like, when it comes to your emotions and, like, psychologically, like, you know, really focusing on your own health and growth and, and healing and stuff, right? And, and just knowing that you don't need somebody else's approval to be, like, 
cool, like, you yeah, know, because you already are cool. I know, and I think... And that's how you meet the right people. And I think that was the message that got lost in Jennifer's body. Now, that's how I feel. That's right, how I mean, I feel. That, just that the title message. alone, obviously, people are going to... They're gonna be like, oh, so Megan Fox's body, it doesn't really, it's not like, how, how does the audience honestly know that she's being possessed by a demon? Like, there's literally nowhere in there, like, that references that. Obviously, people did get the wrong idea uh-huh. just because of the name. Exactly. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just like, you know, like, I just see it as like, and again, like you know, the whole the the whole setup is there, you know, like like you know, Nettie is like introducing Jennifer, their best friends since childhood, and you know, she's always like taking care of Jennifer, like you know, making sure she stays out of trouble, even though Jennifer does. But whatever who's the taking she, care of Nettie? Yeah, who's taking care of Nettie? Yeah, exactly. You know, like when she's trying to figure out everything, and then like then Nettie just like you know, like, I gotta like I like you know, like I'm like I'm taking care of you, but who the fuck's taking care of me and that's what that's what the, that's how i saw this film she's really brave though to like stick up to to a demon <laughs> oh yeah like she well, well the bitch killed her the bitch killed her man she's like oh hell no not only did you try to get my man you tried to kill my man i'm sorry you killed my man my yeah. man the one person that had nothing but true love for me is dead okay let me play for you this last uh well five minutes of the interview that and again, this is from um, Eli Roth's Masters of Horror Uncut. It's a po- well, it's a po- it's a it's a show and a podcast. But you know, Megan Fox is one of the people they interviewed, and it's a thirty minute interview. But I just took the last few minutes, so this is basically the last of it. Has the reception you've gotten been changed, especially from women over the years since Jennifer's body came out? And what what is the uh, status of the movie now? When it first came out, it, it wasn't received very well. It didn't make a lot of money. It was, like, widely panned um, in the press. And I sort of just, you know, I don't really keep up with how my projects have done. or I try to just have, like, blinders on, like, normal person blinders. So I just focus on real things in life. And years went by, and I assumed, like, okay, everybody hated that movie. I don't understand why. I loved it. Every time I do watch it or I've seen it, I'm like, such a good movie. About eight years passed, and then I would be out in L.A. for Halloween, and I would notice, like, more and more Jennifer Checks, girls dressed up as my character from the movie. And then at a certain point, I had to get on social media. I didn't want to. It's like a requirement from the agency. And as they would start, like, breaking down my fan base... It was mostly girls from the ages of like 15 to 35. That's actually the my majority fan base. It's not much to do with guys at all. And their favorite thing that I've ever done, of course, is Jennifer's body. And so I started realizing a couple of years ago that that movie had kind of turned into a cult classic. And a lot of people really love it. And I have other actors in the industry that will be like, that is my favorite thing you've ever done. Like, that is a great movie. And it's so interesting that at the time, you know, it was just sort of written off. And I was like, okay, well, that was a bust. I don't know why, but fuck it. And then now it's all sort of coming full circle. And it's like this very empowering movie for young girls to watch and uh, like recreate. And it does have its own memes and gifs or gifs, but it should be a gif because it's a G. It doesn't make any sense. 
And so it's a nice sort of circle to have not expected. I didn't expect it to grow like that, but to see it being appreciated now obviously makes me feel really good. And I'm happy for Diablo and I'm happy for Karen because all these people put in a lot of hard work into making like a really quality project that was panned for reasons that, that had nothing to do with them. Like a lot of it was just about my image at the time and who I was in the media at the time and like the backlash to that the movie never really stood a chance. So yeah, it's a great thing to see that's, that's happened. And it seems like it's just still growing. Like every year it's growing. I'm going to be doing Jennifer's body, like horror conventions when I'm 50. What's the appeal, Jennifer, to today's generation? I've never thought about it in, in this way before, but I think that like I said, look, re regardless of how things are shifting now, being a teenage girl is, is a very difficult thing to be. And not just of how other girls interact with you in school or, or the expectations that are being put on you by the outside world and by the media and, and the things that we see advertised and how we're supposed to look and how we're supposed to be. It's just so much pressure. And I think somewhere inside every girl, they can relate to this idea of feeling like, my power has been taken away from me. And what would I do if I got all that power and then some back? And I imagine that that's one of the things that they relate to is being able to sort of that vicarious letting loose that like what's referred to like in our hippie circles as like the inner wild woman, like the inner wild witch, like that we all have, because that is an archetype, the Lilith archetype. That's the opposite of the Eve, the passive supportive good wife. In each of us, there is that wild woman, that independent, free spirit. I don't submit to anyone. That's in all of us. And we want to be able to explore that. And this is like a heightened version of that. Like if I could, if I could put that on turbo, what does it look like? And it looks like Jennifer. And I think that there's just something like really freeing and that, that really resonates with a lot of girls because somewhere in the back of our psyches, we all do want to take revenge. That was, wow <laughs> that was the last of it now that was really deep it was really deep so now it kind of like contradicts some of the things i said earlier because it is so true these the band members were take the day yeah they they wanted to take her power from her yes and she ended up getting it back like, yeah she became a demon though but like until she, she got too much power she, and yeah and you know she she you know but you know, the more power she took from every male, you know... It, right, because she ultimately got possessed because of a man. Yes. So now she feels more power over men by killing them in idiom, which is why she doesn't really go for women. But she did say yeah, she that goes, she goes both ways. But you never see her kill a woman in the movie. No, she never does. Like, maybe psychologically, yeah. it's because of that. And technically, like, she was, you know, psychologically beating down Nettie. So, Nettie decided, Nettie needed to, like, make a point right then and there that is she going to be beat down? Or, like, because Jennifer was taking her power away from her. and Nettie, Right, she was leaving her powerless. And Nettie. Psychologically and, and Nett, emotionally. Yes. And Nettie reclaimed her power at the end by... Not only like killing Jennifer, but going after the band. And no, not only that, she took her powers literally. <laughs> yes, literally. But see, this is the point of this film that like got so lost when it first came out. Like this is ten years, so two thousand nine. So it's basically twelve years if I did the math right. <laughs> no, twelve or thirteen years. But the way she said it, like you know, like 
now it's getting that that love that it didn't get at the beginning it's a it's a cult classic you know and like you know like young girls you know women you know between you know 15 and 35 they're seeing this and they're they're feeling that empowerment you know that that they did it they should have gone a long time ago so right because we've had women's rights for a really long time and yes yeah and yeah yeah we are like okay women are over sexualized but then the thing is that also women are judged wrongly so not only are we over sexualized we're also told that we're not allowed to be sexual and she's right when she says like everybody wants to have that free wild side like if a man can do it, why can't a woman can do it, you know? Yeah, and that's one thing that she mentioned in the in the earlier of this episode, well, this interview. I won't that's pl- what I liked. I won't, I won't play oh, it back. Oh, I didn't but... watch the whole thing. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, 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 I'm not going to play it all back. But she, she mentioned that a lot of, like, feminist journalists were going after her. Like, totally, like, you know, like, writing so much stuff about her. All because she was owning her, owning her sexuality. She was a rising star and then... You know, they just like you know they put her. That kind of reminds me of like Billie Eilish. Yes. You know how she would always dress in baggy clothes, and then when she finally, you know, wore a little something revealing, everybody judged her about it. Yeah. And was like upset. Like, why are you upset? Like, you know, first, first you guys didn't like her style. She was too like, too like I don't know, covered up, and now she's too much. Why? Because now y'all know that she actually has a really nice. Body. curves and it's like why are you mad that somebody is like showing their body like if a man takes his shirt off on tv you know like it's not a big deal but if a girl is wearing like if she's wearing a bikini wow like oh my god i can't believe billy ellish would wear that like yes and that's the same thing that happened to megan fox because you know after jennifer's excuse me after jennifer's body let's like there wasn't that many films she was in like it was basically small parts that she was in and it wasn't until just recently that there was kind of like a small resurgence in her because he started taking more lead roles like the that one uh, movie that we were gonna do at one time till death that was a good film of hers oh yeah i actually liked that i really liked that movie and was and then there was that vampire one that we night teeth yeah that we thought she was gonna have a bigger role but it was just like a blink that was miss. disappointing that was disappointing. she would be an awesome vampire she would i mean like technically she's living the she, life i mean she already is a vampire she already drank machine gun kelly's blood yeah <laughs> and I'm... sucked his soul out <laughs> yeah but it's just like for a small gap it's like the sad thing is that you know for a, for a time the negative feedback that she was getting you know made her go away for a bit and but now she's coming back and now she's not a afraid you know honestly hope to see her in a lot in more movies yes and, and especially horror movies because she like she plays a really really good yeah, she plays. She could like she doesn't. She, she, she could play either the villain or like the mean, you know, the mean bitch or like the second mean bitch that gets killed. But like she's a a good actress, like, you know. And I'm and I'm trying not. You to... know, I honestly also think that she would make a really really good lawyer for some reason. Yes, she could. <laughs> like... She could, but it's just like again, like because. Like, she's a pretty girl. It's like, oh, pretty girls can't be lawyers. No, fuck that. Pretty girls can't yeah, be lawyers. Yeah, they should. 
They should put her in a, in a more serious role so people could take her more seriously as an actress because, honestly, they just kept giving her, like, you know, like, these teen movies and stuff. And yeah. it's like they don't take her seriously. And, you know, she deserves to be shown not only for her beauty, her looks, her intelligence, her body, but also... I'm sorry. I said intelligence. Yeah. I was going to say... Yeah. That she should be able to be also known for um for her intelligence because like yeah. what she said in that interview was really really smart like and a lot of people don't portray her as like that because of the way that she comes out in in certain movies like yeah. how she said um you know people they leave the movie theater with that perception that you know the media wanted to put on the and, audience and they're still doing that because of of her relate of her re- re- relationship with um. With Machine Gun Kelly, we keep bringing that up over and over. But it's just like <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly or Machine Gun Jelly. <laughs> Machine Gun Jelly. I'll say that because I'm fucking jealous of him. But it's just like <laughs> that's we're, funny because I'm jealous because <laughs> I like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I don't like Machine he's Gun Kelly. He's my celeb. He's my celebrity crush. So I wanna, if, if any time you know you want you want to team up, break him up, see if we got a chance. No, I just want, <laughs> I want I want to buy that Funko Pop and just put a whole bunch of fireworks underneath it and watch it blow up. Like you know, put it in a microwave and just see it melt. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like, like what what she does in her personal life shouldn't affect her roles that she gets. They have to just give her a chance. Like they gave. Honestly, get- I think the media, even just like the news media, yeah. they you know, they only put out what they want you to see or how they want you to perceive the the people that they're doing these news reports about the celebrities yeah. and stuff. So yeah, they're they paint a huge picture of who this person is. And I honestly don't feel like they always actually paint an accurate picture of her. I mean, cuz it, it's it's terrible. Like, you know, it's good for Amanda Seyfried cuz she like she's got on like so many good roles here and there yeah and I'm, I'm hearing good things about the that series on hulu the dropout and yeah. and like she's i really like her I, I like her too and i'm glad that like you know she's able to like get roles that define her more than just a pretty face yeah. i just wish that like you know like these things you know could in, in a perfect world megan fox would get those roles too but like you know like it's a h- uphill battle it's 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 always going to be an uphill battle because sadly um i hate to say it you know cuz i'm a guy but men are the ones that run the industry and it's hard for females to get above it yeah but you know it, it, it's it's going to oh, oh one day we will overpower all the men don't yeah. you worry about oh, it no. yeah yeah yeah, yeah cuz <laughs> the men the men will be slaves at our command <laughs> it's just it's just like the emily autumn like you know fight like a girl you know, like in the one of the, the lyrics, and it's true. Like you know, like the the world is fifty one percent women, and there's only forty nine percent men. So yeah, you know the the woman to man ratio is declining. So yeah, you know we're gonna overpopulate you guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna know what it's like to to have to be at home and and cook and clean. And just kidding. Be the humble house Take man. Care, bring up the babies and. So, you have no freedom. You have to stay at home. <laughs> so, as we come to the end, um, what's your overall rating of this film? One through five. One through five. Five okay. to being the best and one being the worst. Four. Four. I'd give it a five if there was more gore in it. Like, yeah. if they would have showed the actual scenes of, like, yeah. you know, when he looked like lasagna. Yeah. 
other than that, I mean, I really like the movie. I really like the storyline. So I'll give it a four. We would have got that full five, honestly, <laughs> if it had like the actual gory scenes in it. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. I give it a three and a half. Uh, I did like it. Um, I like the. I look more into it than I'm supposed to, but I did like it. Is and the three I, and a half like a neutral mark? Yeah. Well, the the neutral mark is a three. Mm-hmm. But like so a it's three, a little bit above. It's it's, it's a little it's a little bit above neutral. It's like anything below a three, it's like eh. anything above a three, it's like yay. So that's yay. <laughs> How many popcorns you give it? Three and a half. <laughs> I give it four. <laughs> but then again, I am a woman, and it does talk about women empowerment. Yes. And- and, <laughs> and you know, w- women are in power in this movie. So <laughs> yes, that that is so good, and we need more like that. So, um, do you have any shout outs or plugs you want to give? Um, okay, yeah, obviously. First of all, the Introverted Poets podcast. Uh, you know, I'm working with them too. Yeah, blog host. We'll be on YouTube soon, so y'all can follow us there at. The Introverted Poets Podcast official page. And um, you can follow me on my Facebook, uh, Jacqueline Ann V. I'm sorry, V. Monroe. I don't know what I said. Jacqueline Ann Monroe. That's my Facebook for the podcast. Um, yeah, you can follow me on TikTok at Divine Harmony 1111. I'm a tarot reader. I read tarot cards there on live. I do lives on my um, personal Facebook account. And um, you can add me on Instagram too under Jacqueline and Villarreal or Divine Harmony 1111. I don't have many followers there yet, <laughs> but that's my uh, new tarot page for specifically that. If y'all need any tarot readings, please hit me up. I charge uh twenty five dollars uh for a twelve card spread and for a a full in depth reading with three different decks it's forty dollars so um yeah I, I got my TikTok right my Facebook plug and uh yeah and don't forget to follow the Introverted Poets podcast as well on all platforms on oh, Spotify yes. on Google on Apple and on Anchor FM awesome awesome and I like to give a shout out to my um, horror convention buddies, Eric Martinez and Nolan. God, I forgot his last name. But you know who you are, Nolan. They are awesome people, awesome friends. And I went with them to, um, well, I met up with them at the Texas Fright Bear. And that episode's coming up real soon about our experience. It's going to be so much fun. Um, please visit um, Eric's shop here in Laredo, Infinity Apparel and Collectibles. He's got a lot of. Funko Pops, horror-related action figures, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's got a Harley Ooh, Quinn over there. Um, I love Harley Quinn. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I don't think you're a huge fan to pay for a $70 action figure. <laughs> it's very posable. We'll see. Here's- we'll see when I become rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of cool stuff. When I oh, get 12 gold stars. <laughs> also, hopefully, um, I'll be able to release this episode before no actually no, it's going to be released around that time but still it's you know on may 19th next week uh sado medio also known as pentagon jr or Pen- yeah pentagon jr is going to be in laredo texas he's going to be appearing on behalf of the of the pro- power pro wrestling uh so tickets are available at infinity apparel and collectibles um check them out if you well check him out if you're in laredo his action figure here is sells out a lot, so he is a very important luchador 
So, awesome. Woo. I went to a wrestling event um recently uh, with the AWR. Yes. Yeah, you oh you you know Geeky Fit Mama, right? Yeah, uh, I, I saw her. Shout out to her because she did awesome. She, she just came awesome. out in her wrestling debut. I can't wait to see her again. Also, shout out to Ileana Jade from the podcast. Oh, Ileana. We're having so much fun doing these crossover episodes. Oh yes, that's why we do them. And do you have any recommendations? Like, what TV shows or movies have you seen? They don't have to be horror related. Just like, what do you recommend people to see? <laughs> um, well, I honestly haven't really seen so many movies lately. But I mean, the last movie I saw was the Batman movie. Oh, so I don't know if I could really recommend it. I did really like it a lot, but I honestly felt like, um, <laughs> like Robert Pattinson was just a little too, too emo. Like I get, <laughs> I get Batman's supposed to be emo, but like he just kind of like took it to the emoist level of Batman, which, <laughs> but I honestly did like the movie. I thought it was really good and I just wish he would have bulked up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel so too. You can't re- you can't replace the original Batman though. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Michael Keaton. Ah, <laughs> my first crush. <laughs> uh Christian Bale. My my man crush. <laughs> <laughs> He's my man crush too. Uh um man, um so what other movies are coming out soon? Um no, at this time Doctor Strange Ooh, two that, came out. That that's one we gotta go see together because yeah. I love the first one. Like Doctor Strange, I love all of the superhero and, movies. So, <laughs> and the villain movies, I know obviously. <laughs> at this time of the recording, I know this week they're gonna have um, at the draft house. They're gonna present uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Ooh, that should be interesting. Yeah, and um, guys will be posted up there if you want an <laughs> autograph, ten dollars, uh, a $10. signature, uh, ten dollars a picture. Uh, just $10 kidding. Ten dollars, make you holla. <laughs> no but for real if you see me out and you want an autograph you want a picture uh, let me know <laughs> uh, what do I recommend oh god uh, <laughs> I see so much oh wait no not that fuck <laughs> I see so much I don't know what to recommend <laughs> I'm at a loss for words so I'm just gonna bow out gracefully for today so um, thank you again um uh, Jackie for being on the episode today. It was so much fun. It was very good talking to you and discussing Jennifer's body and a lot of things, you know, about Megan Fox related to Megan Fox and female empowerment. It is so good to have these conversations and thank you everybody. Oh, new listeners to are here that are hearing us. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you join us for our next episode. And with that said, <laughs> that said. Also, I just want to say thank you as well for letting me be on the show. I really appreciate it. I had lots of fun. We got some good laughs. Everybody, shout out to Loki and Trogliodite. Make sure you follow. <laughs> Trogliodite. Oh, did I mispronounce it? It's Trogliodite. Oh yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> well, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I had a I had a Paris Hilton blonde moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, at least we get to end the show with some laughs and Woo. some giggles. <laughs> uh, always remember love is love, horror is horror, and keep on shining. Goodbye, everybody. Laters.